Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week, we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? It's Ryan and Tyler, as always. It's Tuesday, not Monday. Second week in a row. We tried. All right, things are things are hectic. So I'll tell you I'll tell you why. Monday Mondays are busy. I'll tell you why we're doing it today. So the plan was to do it yesterday. However, the door uh, well first the power at Leechburg went completely out. The transformer blew, uh, and because of that, the alarm on the door was just going off nonstop for like two hours. So I was doing a bunch of stuff I don't know how to do to try to fix it. But anyway, here we are. So it's Tuesday. <laughs> We're recording. We are going to talk today about a very overlooked topic, oh. underappreciated topic, um, something that people tend to not focus on or worry about or see the value and benefit of. Uh, so today we are talking about recovery. All right, but before we get into that, a couple couple announcements as you guys have hopefully seen by now we have our outdoor workout one week from today if you're listening to it on tuesday if not however many days until the 14th so july 14th 6 p.m we have a workout outside 7 p.m we have yoga outside and if you haven't seen it from 5 to 8 30 p.m it is the return of the smoothie truck all right, so the smoothie truck is coming back. If you guys were here last year, their stuff was awesome. It's main squeeze, uh, a lot of cool like bowls as well as smoothies. Good stuff, um, real good. Really, really good stuff. So that'll be on Tuesday the 14th. Um, if you've been in the club, you've seen we are also doing a burpee drive for the Lower Valley Community Food Bank, I think is the yeah, official name. I think so. Um, so there's jars sitting out with all these staff members' names on it. You make donations, you put some money in the jar. For every dollar you put in, that's a burpee that they are going to have to do. So those are going to be sitting out there until the 21st, and then on the 22nd, everybody will pay up and do their burpees, and then we'll we'll give all the money to the food bank. So we appreciate your help with both of those. We hope to see everybody at the outdoor workout. Please bring a guest with you. It's open to the community, so it doesn't have to just be members. So stop by and see us. It'll be a good time. Hopefully, it won't be 94 degrees like it is this week. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a little more, a little more manageable. So, without further ado, before we get into it, Tyler, what's up? Uh, I have a new apartment. I'm not even privy to this information, so no. Let's get, I, let's I, get an update here. I, I, I finally have a place to live. Where we got? Uh, I will be 90 seconds down the street. Was it? Was this a house? A uh, little townhome. Where at? So everybody, so everybody come, yeah. come find I'm me. just going to say 90 seconds down the street. Towards Harmer or towards Springdale? Um, towards a direction. Alright. When, yeah. when, when are you moving? Uh, I should know this week, but I think it's early August. Alright guys, early August, we'll put a sign-up sheet in the club for anybody that wants to help move. Pack some boxes, carry <laughs> some boxes. Yeah. You heard it here first. I don't think anybody wants to do that, but that's all right. So yeah, no, not not much. Just uh, doing normal life stuff. 
trying to find a place to live, taking care of my dog. Did you golf? I did not golf. Over the, the entire weekend. The entire weekend, I did not golf. This is the first weekend since probably May that I have not golfed at all. Why? Uh, Fourth of July weekend. Right. It was way too hard to get a tee time. Understandable. <laughs> I have also not golfed because I am swimming. Swimming and yeah. Let, and let's uh, let's update so. on the the wetsuit adventures. This is an update. All right, so. I suck at swimming. I've been going. <laughs> I've been going to a pool and trying to get better at swimming. As I think I've mentioned before, I'm going to try to do a. Actually, I have an update on this too that you're not aware of. So oh, great. I am uh, going to most likely, if the event is still on in September, I'm going to attempt a half Ironman. Um, that is, I didn't know they had that option for Moraine, but they do. It's not, it's not an official like Ironman event. It's just the distance. So a half Ironman is a 1.2 mile swim, which is only 0.3 miles further than an Olympic distance triathlon. That's what, that's what convinced me to do it. Cause I know I can do the bike in the run part. So I only really have to be able to swim an extra like 400 odd meters or something. <laughs> if I'm able to swim the Olympic distance at that point, then I, I should be able to do an extra 400. But um, if I can't do the Olympic distance, then I got bigger problems anyway. So yeah. I'm most likely going to bump up if they still hold the event and do a half Ironman. So that is 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike, and then a half marathon, 13.1 mile run. So Friday, so yeah, uh, you don't have to if the water's warm enough, but you most likely wear a wetsuit. So I ordered one uh, and it came last week. Again, I suck at swimming, so everything I read was that wetsuits help you swim better. Uh, my biggest problem with swimming is my hips and my legs like sink, so I swim through the water like an airplane trying to take off. Um, so wetsuits are built to help your hips kind of lift up to, to float a little bit easier. So my wetsuit came like last Thursday. Last Friday, I went to Keystone Lake to try it out, and it was like night and day. It was the greatest thing I've ever I've ever experienced in my life. Just soaring. It was awesome. So that made it a lot easier. So I'm really happy about that. Um, so I did that Friday. I, I swam a little bit. I ran at, at, at the park. Saturday I rode 60 miles on my bike. Who? Um, which cycling shorts, man? What a difference. No, numb, yeah. no numbass. It's like the greatest, yeah, greatest your, thing in the your world. Butt so up, all that stuff. It's that's what I did. Uh, that's what I did on on Saturday. So that's really all I've been doing on the weekend is, is triathlon slash half Ironman potential training. So I like it. Well, that actually kind of ties us in though. Absolutely. With training for the, you know, half Ironman and triathlon and everything like that, but everything in just training wise in general, one thing we got to do is recover. And that's obviously today's topic as Ryan mentioned earlier. So let's talk about recovery. Uh, and recovery is obviously everything that isn't working out. It's what we do when we're at home. It's what we do outside the gym. It's what we do after our workout, sometimes before our workout, all those types of things. But it's, it has nothing to do with our actual workout. All right? But the real question comes into why is recovery important and why is it so overlooked? So recovery is important for quite a few reasons, but we'll kind of just dive into a few few main ones. Uh, first things first, you want to 
be able to continue moving the next day and every day after that. You know, if you go through and have a super intense workout and you beat yourself to the ground, lifting legs and so forth, and then you wake up the next day and you can hardly walk, well, that's that's not helping us. It's, it, you know, when we go through and we have strenuous workouts, we want to make sure that afterwards we go through and do things that are going to benefit us and help us with that process. So things along the lines of uh, foam rolling, uh, percussive therapy, uh, massage guns, massage, you know, chiropractic treatments, you know, saunas, like the list can go kind of on and on and on in terms of different methods and ways of being able to recover. Um, so let's dive into like what you're doing right now, Ryan, like why is recovery so important for, for all the triathlon stuff? Yeah. So before we get into that, let's also talk a little bit about like what we what we mean by recovery. There's a couple of different Absolutely. aspects to it. So one thing that you're going to try to recover from or that you want to focus on recovering from is the stress on your joints. That That's where recovery is important. Um, recovery can also be stress on individual muscles or muscle groups and, and being able to recover there. Uh, and then recovery is also very much uh, nervous system related. So not being like overly taxed or fried or feeling sluggish or feeling like you... Um, you know, kind of went through hell and you can't do anything now. So whenever we say recovery, what, what we mean is, is managing kind of the stress on your body, whether that's joints, whether that's muscles, whether that's just general central nervous system fatigue and all of that stuff. So whenever you're training for something like, you know, a triathlon versus uh, lifting weights versus uh, training for a marathon or a 5k or, or whatever it is you're doing the demands on your body are much different so the the recovery necessary and the types of recovery you're going to utilize are going to be very different so in something like a, a 5k or a marathon where you're strictly doing one thing and you're doing it over and over and over and over again your recovery is going to be a lot more um, geared towards like the joints and the muscles as well, but especially with running, you're just going to be pounding your ankles and your feet and your knees and, and your hips, depending on how, how you run and how much weight you're carrying around or anything like that. Um, so you have to really make sure that your joints are healthy, your joints are moving properly. You can really fall into bad movement patterns whenever you're doing something repetitively over and over and over again. So in my opinion, at least in something like just running where you're training for one specific thing and you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, that mobility is going to be probably most important um, for that versus something like what I'm doing now where I'm running, I'm biking, I'm swimming all throughout the week. I'm still, you know, I'm still lifting weights too. But when you do something like that, where it's, it's drastically different activities, the mobility, like the, the, not the mobility, but the joints and the muscles tend to kind of like take care of themselves a little bit because, you know, one day you're biking and then the next day your legs, so your knees, your hips, all that stuff's kind of getting a break while you're using your shoulders and your back and your chest a little bit more swimming. So with what I'm doing right now, my focus on recovery is a little bit more managing the, the load on the nervous system. So not training too much and then 
but not giving my body enough fuel to kind of recover. Because if you keep doing that over and over and over again, you're just going to kind of fry your system and it's going to lead to a point where, you know, I'm going to have to wake up to go do a run or a long bike and I'm just not going to have it. Like I'm just going to, going to be drained. So, um, those are kind of the different forms of recovery. So I think the question was kind of like what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, to an extent. Yeah. So I'll, I'll try not to, to ramble forever, but one, one thing I'm really trying to focus on, because like I said, my, my recovery at this point is geared more towards like nervous system and energy and giving my body enough fuel is more of the nutrition and the sleep end. Uh, I still do some other things. Like I still do mobility, not enough, not as much as I should, just like a lot of people. I still use a massage gun. I probably should use it more. Um, but really what I focus on now with my recovery is trying to make sure I'm giving my body enough calories, especially carbs and fats uh, to go with whatever the activity is I'm doing that day. So giving your body enough fuel, that way you're not trying to drive a car on an, on an empty gas tank. Uh, and then making sure I'm sleeping enough to be able to wake up and, and train the train the next day. So I know in a little bit we're going to go into, you know, our forms of recovery. Yeah. But what what would you say you've focused on more? Because I know you have like you know some back and, and shoulder and some stuff like that that's been bothering you lately. So what what's your recovery kind of focused on and look like? Yeah. So in terms of like my current recovery, I, I'm battling some uh, lower back disc irritation, and so. Uh, I, I can't really do too much in terms of legs or, you know, intense core work or anything along those lines. So my recovery has been more active recovery based things such as um, working on core stabilization and then seeing, you know, other professionals in, in the health and fitness space such as um, chiropractors and things like that to get worked on on my back, deep tissue massages, things along those lines just to kind of help um, prime everything up, keep it every, keep everything nice and loose and so forth, and just do uh, little things. But also, um, and I guess this is probably something in, in recovery that gets overlooked as well, is taking a step back from everything and, and just giving my body time to rest, which I think is a, a huge thing and, and kind of what I wanted to go into next, you know, because there's a lot of people that come into the gym you know, going balls to the wall, you know, crazy with intensity for weeks on weeks on weeks, and then they disappear, and then we don't see them, you know, and that kind of goes in that sense of, like, if you come in and your intensity is at 200% all the time, you're just going to fry yourself out, because it goes into what you did, were just saying about frying the central nervous system and, and getting to this point of just n- not having the energy to do anything at that point you know, because of it. So that, that's going to be like, so when we talk about that nervous system, it's, it's a little hard, you know, to, to gauge because some days you feel great, some days you don't. So you, yeah. you kind of want to look at your nervous system like it's your phone battery, right? So if you're just constantly on your phone, playing games, watching videos, listening to music, talking to people, picture, whatever it is, if you're constantly asking your phone to do all these things and you're using it for all these things, you're going to drain your battery. Right. So at the end of the day, you got to plug your phone in, you got to charge it back up fully charged if you want to be able to do all that same stuff again the next day and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that. Um, And there might be times where as your battery is draining, you have to like not use it as much or it's going to die faster. Right. So that's why there is low power mode. So what Tyler is really talking about here um, is kind of incorporating down weeks or deload weeks or whatever you want to call it. But just like, you know, if you are going to go hard when you're in here, 
good, you know, get a good workout, but, you know, maybe every three to four weeks have a week where you kind of scale it back where you're, you might use either some less weight or if it's a cardio type thing, you might use less distance or less time. You might just do less reps or less sets or whatever it is. Um, but just kind of like give your, give your battery a chance to fully charge back up before you hit it hard for another three weeks. So if you're just constantly going a hundred percent, like Tyler said, but you're, you're only recovering 20%, eventually something's going to have to give there. And that could be an injury. That could be motivation. That could be just feeling sluggish in general. So you always want to make sure that you're trying to, to manage your battery, you know, as, as much as you can. So, uh, th- those ways, you know, we're going to get into to what those are, but um, from a nervous system perspective, that's usually going to be first managing the load that you're putting on your body, but then also focusing more on, on nutrition and recovery for, or nutrition and sleep rather for your, for your recovery, for, for your nervous system. So um, I don't know if you want to go into just like what different forms of recovery are, or if you want to rank our top ones or what, what do you want to, what do you want to move um, to? I think for, for saving of time, let's just go through, let's rank our top ones, and then if people have questions, you know, feel free to stop us, and, and we can always answer. Um, so, Ryan and I sat down a, a few minutes before we went li- or started recording this podcast, and kind of went over our top three uh, forms of recovery, and we're going to go from three down to one, and just kind of talk a little bit about them. So, for number three, we start out with mobility and flexibility modalities. Uh, modalities just meaning different ways of, of being able to do those things. So, that obviously goes into um, stretching, dynamic stretching, static stretching, foam rollers, uh, mobility work, things along those lines. Um, and that like Ryan was saying earlier, that has to do with joints and muscles and things like that. So if we're running a lot and we're pounding the ankles, the knees, the hips, uh, the feet and things like that, working the mobility side on those things. If we're you know squatting and we're having issues with our hip, maybe it's doing mobility stuff for the hip. hip or um, if we're having issues with shoulder stuff, working on range of motion and mobility in the shoulders and so forth. Um, and and a lot of times mobility can be a great way of going into a deload or taking that step back from you know intensity and, and, and allowing the body some time to re- recover and do everything that it needs to do. Yeah, so the probably one of what I like to do with that um, to incorporate that, and we've talked before about mobility and the importance and when to use it and what to do with it, but um, there's there's a couple of things you can do. So. Definitely as a warm-up, you want to do that stuff. It's going to kind of prime your, your body um, so that you can kind of make sure that, which will help after you're done working out with recovering faster. Uh, you can do some of that stuff after as like a cool down to kind of help shift your body back into more of a relaxed state to begin the recovery process a little bit faster. Um, but really what I've been doing lately that I like is still doing that as like a warm-up throughout the week. But then on one of the days where, you know, whether it's Sunday or whatever the day ends up being where I'm not going to do a workout or anything, I'll do like a, a full on like mobility. I don't, I don't want to call it a workout, but I'll do like a mobility, um, routine or a flow or whatever you want to call it, where, uh, I go through some of that stuff with more of a focus than I do whenever it's just like a warm up, And that kind of serves as kind of some active recovery. So active recovery could be anything. It could be walking. It could be 
biking. It could be whatever, just something at a very low intensity that's geared more towards just kind of getting some blood flowing instead of just sitting around. Uh, if you get some blood flowing through all your muscles, then it helps helps you recover a little bit faster. So I'll kind of use a little mobility workout for 10, 15 minutes. It's nothing special, uh, but I'll do that on like its own little day as, as like a form of, of active recovery. But yeah, we've, we've talked a lot on here about how how important mobility is so hopefully by now you're you're listening to us on that one and incorporating yeah. some of that stuff so uh, and i you know I'd, I'd also throw stuff in there like you know foam rollers and stuff like that i think apply to to that category yeah. as well so that's another thing you can do it before a workout to warm up you can do it after a workout uh, but anytime i do that stuff it's it's night and day with with how good my body feels and uh, when i slack on it and i'm not doing it i feel tight i feel achy everything feels like it's one rep away from from an injury but whenever i'm i'm doing that stuff which i have more lately i, I feel loose i feel limber i feel spry oh i feel i feel ready to i feel ready to do it so um that's number three i don't know if you have anything more you wanted to add to, to the mobility there so that's number three number two uh which is not necessarily something people might associate with recovery as much um, but number two for us is going to be nutrition. So Tyler, if you want to talk to him about how, how vital that is to recovering. Yeah. So nutrition is number two for a pretty good reason. You know, our bodies are fueled by what we eat. If we eat garbage, we feel like garbage and then we perform like garbage. You know, if, you were an athlete at some point in time, you know that there was always a meal that you would eat, and if you ate that meal, you would perform great. And you, maybe it became a superstitious thing, or maybe it just became a routine. But then if you didn't eat you know, a certain meal, say maybe you were used to eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before a game, but instead you went and had McDonald's before a game, and then you played like garbage, that's not just a superstition. It's also because of how you fueled yourself for what you were doing. And when it comes to the recovery side of things, it's the same way. If we go into intense workouts and then we eat garbage afterwards, our body isn't going to take the nutrients that it needs and and put it to the muscles because it's not proper. It's not what's needed. When we exercise hard, we deplete our glycogen stores in our body. And then if all we eat is just terrible food, yeah, we're going to get some glycogen back, but it's not going to be as absorbed in the body, processed as well as it should be, and in general, just not clean to be able to fuel us in a better way. That also goes into, obviously, protein and things like that, because with intense workouts, no matter what it may be, we're tearing down muscles, we're breaking them apart, and if we're not eating enough you know, of good, clean, healthy protein, then we're not helping you know, the muscles out with being able to get into protein, protein synthesis and rebuild and, and build back up everything that we, we are trying to do. Uh, so it kind of goes into that sense of like, people always say abs are made in the kitchen or 90% of you know, the journey is gonna be, or, or 90% of your progress is made in the kitchen, 10% is made in the gym. I'm not a fan of any of those like true statements. I'm just a fan of the fact that if you want good change and, and to feel good and to feel energized, then you have to do the nutrition with your workouts. You can't just only pick one. So the simplest way 
I get. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna come with more analogies or metaphors or analogies. I don't know. I don't know. If anybody's a teacher or I don't English, know, English, English teacher degrees or anything, tell me if it's an analogy or a metaphor. I don't know. But the simplest way I can explain why nutrition is so important to recovery, if you were going to again get in your car and you are going to drive 300 miles, you need to put enough gas in your car to drive 300 miles. If you don't, you will not get there. Your car will stop working eventually and you won't make it there. So if you're going to work out five days a week with weights and you're going to do cardio four days a week on top of that, you need to give your body enough calories to do that. If you don't, you're slowly going to fry your system and then that's when you're going to start having nagging injuries. That's when you're going to start feeling sluggish. Your workouts are going to suffer. You're not going to have as much motivation as you want. So there's two ways to look at the nutrition perspective in terms of recovery. The first one is giving yourself enough fuel. So enough calories um, to do what you're asking your body to do. The second part of it is the quality side that you started talking about. So it's, it's just like, again, battery, right? So if you are going to not eat quality stuff, and you're just going to fill up on some junk like McDonald's, whatever, whatever Tyler was talking about there, whatever you're going to have, if it's not going to be quality nutrients and quality nutrition, you know, that's really the equivalent of going to the store and buying like the generic brand AA batteries where you get 2000 of them for $5 and you put them in your remote for like an hour and then it's done. You know, it's not an efficient way. It's not a good, clean fuel source versus getting like a quality battery that's going to last a lot longer. Right. So making sure that you're giving your body, you know, not only the macronutrients that it needs to, to perform, but then also some of the micronutrients that you can get through, you know, superfoods or multivitamins and stuff like that to make sure your body has everything it needs, the electrolytes, the, the vitamins, all that stuff to, to do what you're asking it to do. So on the nutrition side, it's, it's giving yourself enough, but then also making sure you're giving yourself quality uh, to, do, to do what you're asking, asking it to do. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. We got one to go. One to go. So number one on the list, which Ryan mentioned it quite a few times at the beginning, is sleep. All right. Sleep is by far number one. Now, obviously, when paired with the other two things, you have an awesome recovery routine going down and you're, you're solid. But if there's one thing that we could tell you guys right now to work on, it would be sleep. And I made a video yesterday um, that's already been posted up about it, but we're going to dive into it a little bit more. So when sleeping, there's two processes that happen. All right? There's two kind of like cycles within this, our, our standard sleep cycle. There's what's called the REM sleep cycle and then the non-REM sleep cycle. And REM stands for rapid eye movement. Now, REM sleep is typically... Uh, lasting between 90 to 120 minutes and most times it's the time right before we wake up in the morning and then we have non-REM which is typically the start of our sleep night at you know at night and it's this first couple of hours there and each one has two different premises of what they do so non-REM sleep is the sleep that is referred to as deep sleep, and that is when our body is at its calmest, our breathing is so slow and controlled that the body doesn't actually need to feed as much blood to the brain in order to have it processed. So it's very just, you know, kind of laid back and relaxed. 
So what ends up happening is the body then diverts the blood to the muscles for repairing and recovery of everything that's happening. So when we sleep, we can see so much growth in terms of our, our recovery just by making sure we get enough of it. And now another thing that happens with non-REM sleep is there is secretion of a natural growth hormone from our pituitary yep, gland. nailed it. Yeah, I was like, I was like thinking, nailed it. The pituitary gland, all right? So that secretes a nat- natural growth hormone out, which, I mean, if you guys have seen the news of PEDs in the sports world, you know, growth hormones are what make you perform great. Well, we have them naturally if we just let our body, you know, have time to do it. So people getting six hours of sleep a night, people getting, you know, crappy sleep at night, or people who are on their phones half the night, uh, we're, we're kind of just shooting ourselves in the foot here if we're also trying to get in shape and get healthier, lose weight, build muscle, all that kind of stuff. Then REM sleep, or rapid eye movement sleep, that is the sleep that is, you know, providing a restoration to our brain, it restores our mind, it helps give our brain energy for the next day so that we can basically get through the waking hours and do what we have to do and have the energy to be able to do it. And some of this obviously ties into a lot of other things. You can get very scientifical with you know how sleep affects the central nervous system, all these other things, but we don't need to get into really any of that stuff. It's really just focusing on the fact that good quality sleep can make you have more energy, feel better, and it will help your progress no matter what you're trying to do in terms of lose weight or gain muscle and that's why it's number one when you pair that with nutrition pair it with mobility flexibility modalities your recovery routine and and the progress that you're going to make is going to be obscene it's going to be crazy yeah so i I know we're going to kind of do this on the fly but i think we should probably give some tips on how to sleep better uh how, how to get more sleep, how to get deeper sleep, how to get more of that quality sleep that you're talking about, uh, which I know you already kind of mentioned a few, but uh, a couple like major, major things to, to try to do to improve the quality of your sleep is going to be uh, obviously caffeine plays a big factor in that. <laughs> so try to have caffeine if you're going to have caffeine. Try to have it as early in the day as possible and then yeah. try to try to cut it off. So Have a cutoff time. Yeah, if you're coming home after work and, and slamming some, some type of some type of caffeine at 6, 7 o'clock at night, you're, you're probably going to have a hard time falling asleep at a decent time. So um, caffeine definitely plays a big part of that. Uh, getting, getting your phone out in front of your face uh, for a while before you try to sleep is big. Uh, I think that's very helpful. I think reading an actual physical book uh, is, is very helpful. It's yeah. something that's helped me a lot. If you, if you put the phone down an hour before you want to fall asleep and you, and you do 45 minutes or an hour of reading, uh, that seems to help. But then also making sure that your sleep environment is good. You know, it's dark, it's cool. You don't want it to be like, you know, sweating, waking up in the middle of the night, drenched in sweat or anything like that. Yeah. So try to have a cool, dark place where you can sleep. Um, and then also, I, I think it's very helpful to, to set a time to, to go to sleep and, and, and not just the time to wake up. So obviously, you know what time you have to get up for work or to work out or whatever, but, you know, work backwards off that and try to set a, try to set a time for, all right, this is when I'm going to start winding down to be asleep at this time. 
and, and just get on a, a good consistent schedule of going to bed and waking up at the same time uh, every day then your yeah. body your body tends to know what you're trying to do there and then it's gonna it's gonna kind of assist you a little bit with that but um Tyler I don't know if you have more to add there but really if nothing else if you want to be healthier if you want to get in better shape sleep more and drink more water is probably the two easiest things you can do yeah for sure I mean going into what you said the best way to sum that up is a nighttime routine like we all have morning routines. You wake up when your alarm goes off. You you go to work out. You go to work. You know you come back. You you know do all your stuff. You have this routine set in the morning with showering, breakfast, work, workout, like whatever it may be. But we don't do anything in, in the evening times and at, at night to kind of set us up. And that's exactly kind of what you were going into with, you know, getting off the phone an hour before bed reading a book having a set time that you're going to start winding yourself down knowing that I want to try to be asleep by this time I'm going to try to you know having a nighttime routine can work wonders you know in terms of how it can help your sleep and how it can improve your overall general life as well so I don't really think I have any more to add to that at all there you have it so mobility number three nutrition number two sleep number one speaking of sleep hopefully we didn't put you to sleep while listening to this one Um, but recovery is without a doubt one of the most overlooked things one of the most important things so definitely try to use some of the things we talk about today try to focus your week's recovery efforts Uh, try to focus on that just as much as you focus on planning out your week of workouts and you'll feel better you'll perform better Uh, you'll just, you'll be healthier. So, um, outdoor workout on the 14th jars are in the club for the burpee drive. We'll see you next week. See you guys.